welcome to Tabletop Vagabonds, a D&D 5e actual play podcast set in the, that's right, homebrew world of Aria. I am joined by the adamant Amy. Hi, I'm Amy, and I'm playing Melinda Wrenchnozzle, the Sky No Sky War. No War. <laughs> Everyone all together now. <laughs> and I am joined by the mighty dandy Dave. Oh, I am Dave. I am playing Finn, the Larsa Artificer, and I am joined by the chivalrous Craig. Ah, well, thank you, Dave. Hi, everyone. I'm Craig. I play Volley Willowstar, the eight-year-old wild magic sorcerer who's a Volmanet. And I am joined by the ever-amorphous DM, Alex Wright. And you're all happy because you've all reached level four. Yay! You need all the help we can get. (laughs) Oh, whatever, yes. Level four or whatever. Edel help us. Yeah. Anyone got anything particularly exciting at level four? I got some new spells that I'm, new spells. I'm gonna bust out yeah. at some point. And we all got um you know, upgrades to our um modifiers. Ooh, ooh. Except oh, from feet. I took a feat. Upgrade. Yeah, you took a feat. I did, so Melinda now can uh, lip read. Ooh. Mm. She Observant. can lip read. Yeah. Observant, that's right, yeah. That's cool. Lip read. Mm. Oh nice. Fancy. But before we get into it, here's a message from one of our friends. Tabletop Titties is a new Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast run entirely by people of marginalized genders. Join me, Dungeon Master Charlene Bear, and my four chaos demons as they attempt to survive the Wildwell Trials in Tabletop Titties' first homebrew campaign. A fight to the death. A test of skills and ability. A conspiracy theory for rebellion in the making. But also... Feel the pain of my fist if you touch my cat. Darling, it just fits your style. Are you a paladin? Because <gasps> I'm smitten. Don't follow me. I don't know what I'm doing. Tabletop Titties, available live on Twitch and wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, follow us on social media at Tabletop Titties or visit our website, www.tabletoptitties.com. That's Tabletop Titties with two Ds, if you know what I mean. So last week off the back of Finn and Volley being arrested and taken away to the Glamtinker estate and Melinda and Osric going to the Glamtinker estate ready for a dinner with Brock and guests. Finn and Volley spent most of the time, well, being locked up. Yeah, locked up, to be honest. Pretty much. Yeah. However, towards the end, Finn's tinkering finally produced results as his bits and bobs created Zag his new companion. Zag, my little uh, red panda robot. And then, after that, in very quick succession, two guards attempted to kill you both. We decided to hide behind the door, hoping they wouldn't look at us. Like children of old. Then when they did see us, they wanted to, you know, shank us, so Volley just puts them to sleep. And we're like, laters! And then you broke out, heard guards coming away, and then, a bit like James Bond in Goldeneye, right at the beginning... You use Featherfall to jump out the window. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> and also, people may not remember, but um, Finn looked at Volley dead in the eye and said, for England, Volley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that is where Finn and Volley's story went. Short, but sweet. Yeah, we might have been in the same building, but we did not. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close to not being two parties. <laughs> Osric and Melinda had their own adventure. We had some tasty food. Yeah, we had some yes, delicious food. 
and some wine, which um, for Osric was not quite as good since it gave him the truth spell. Uh, so he was even more rude than he usually is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He got a note and then never read it. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> and then stared daggers at Sardonyx for the rest of the night. After the first selection of courses, it then broke up and Melinda went to the main room to chat to people while Osric went off to speak with Brock Glamtinker to see if he could mend old wounds. And could he? No, Brock died. <laughs> <laughs> Not by Osric's hand. No. Well, Brock opened up that he perhaps didn't think his son Alfgeet was best to take the Glamtinker estate's place on the council before being murdered by a shadowy figure. Two guards burst in to find a dead Brock and Osric next to the body and immediately blamed Osric for his death. Melinda had some knowledge of the Gyanoma rules and got Bergwine Spanatong on her uh, side. Um, an amusing twist of fate. And so while Osric was dragged off to prison, we started to detect that it definitely wasn't Osric that killed Brock because it was with a knife, which Osric didn't have. I took some pictures and the two guards revealed that Alfgeet had already said that they were to arrest Osric before there was any murder that happened. Yeah. Rightly or wrongly, I then told Bergwine not to kill those two guards as evidence, which he, did, he followed. And now I like, spent the whole week worrying that that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he did stress that these were two Glamtinker men in a Glamtinker estate guarded by Glamtinker enforcers, but you made him agree not to kill them and to stand guard over them. <laughs> Yes, Melinda has an idealistic view of what might happen, so they weren't hurting anyone. Look, we didn't kill off old uh, Abrix, the murderous uh, prophet, so... It's true. It is clear that some level of treachery is afoot from the Glamtinker camp in Tyr. So, as it stands, Melinda is currently going back to the ballroom, where the other people are. Bergwine Spanatung is standing guard of two guards... Finn and Volley are flying through the air down to the top tier. There is treachery in tier, and Osric has been dragged off to who knows where, probably jail. Let's find out. Finn and Volley, we are going to pick up with you. You are currently flying down. There are shouts of guards behind you from the Glamtinker estate. In front of the Glamtinker estate, the side that you came out of, you actually came out on the right side of it, you're effectively flying over a lovely maze garden and you're going to land somewhere in that maze garden. Guards are shouting and aware of where you've gone. Well, it's going to take a while to get there because they are inside the building, but they can see that you're flying away. Is there any way at all to avoid the maze garden? (laughs) I'll allow you to roll acrobatics. If you get above a 15, you'll be able to dodge the maze gardens. I think what happens is we both land face first into the highest hedge yeah. <laughs> With a six and a seven. <laughs> yeah. You both tried to dodge, and there's a very lovely, one of those tall, thin trees that's clearly been pruned recently. In fact, next to it is a gnome with a pair of shears, and you just plow straight through it, <laughs> making two holes. Horticulturally, does it look like a billboard? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we just land through it like an old-timey film. This poor gnome gardener looks truly hurt, and finally, just before you smash into it, he goes... Oh, three days, finally done. And then you just smash through it into the maze. There are shouts behind you. He's over there, they landed over there, go get him, they landed over there. 
I bet that gnome has never seen a tree smashed through a tree before. No, he hasn't. <laughs> you are in a square with a sundial in the middle, mm. and on each side of the square is a pathway to go. Um, Finn, where do we go? Do you know? Um, I'm not too sure. I mean, that's kind of the point of the maze. Can I do an intelligence check or something to see if I could have spied a way out? Yes, absolutely. Because obviously, um, like being a small person in many restaurants in Aria, I have been given kids' menus with those little uh, mazes on them that you have to draw your way out of. So uh, Finn's an expert at these. Roll intelligence to see if you are good at it or whether you just actually get bored and start colouring the back of those menus. The hedges themselves are about eight foot high. Ooh, that's a 17. 17. Uh, while flying over, you have a very strong feeling you want to go north. Well, away from the house, effectively. That path is a good way. Folly, I think when we were up high, I could get a rough idea of where to go. So um, follow me. And uh, I head north. Okay. And I try after him. So here's how this is going to go. So Finn, because you rolled so well, you will get advantage on these checks as you're leading yourself and Folly out of the maze. I'm going to roll for the guards. There are three different guards. I'm going to roll for them. They'll be coming at different parts of the map. Every time they do well, they'll get a step closer to you in the maze. Every time you do well, you'll get a step further away from them and towards the exit. Okay? Makes sense. Perfect. So, I'm going to roll three d20s and you roll two. Obviously, these are for each guard. It's not uh, advantage with that. Yeah. Does Volley need to roll anything or is Volley kind of passive and just following? If you're just following Finn, it's on Finn. I mean, for the time being, Volley has no no reason to not follow Finn. So, yeah. It'll get easier as you get closer to it. For the first round, it's a 15 you need to beat. Ooh, uh, so that's um, a 19. 19, perfect. Okay, so you move ahead one. Uh, one fails, one fails, and one gets a nat 20. So they will move forward by two. One of the guards has entered the maze and is actually going a bit further into it. That's round one. Round two, you run down the corridor, follow your following Finn. You get to a T-junction. There is a stone statue that for a split second you think is Osric. But actually, it's just a very stern-looking gnome. Can I have a, a closer look? Just because he does think it's Osric. She's like, oh, wow, there's a, there's a statue of Osric. And then as he gets closer, he sees the name. There's a small nameplate in gold at the bottom of the statue. And the name is Cole Herd Glamtinker, the fourth. Oh, no, it's not Osric. Never mind. Finn, where are we going? Um, I think we'll go this way. And uh, I rolled a 14. OK, fine. So you will move one there that's fine sorry am i still rolling with advantage uh yes okay cool do we hear the, the guards or anything not <sighs> guys guys you're gonna hate me I'm did so you sorry. actually roll another oh, nat 20 no no i rolled two nat 20s what <laughs> so how many space how many like steps behind us were they uh so the guy who went in was four behind you he's now gonna move another two so he's two behind you what um, the other one has now moved two, so he's four behind you. What are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Very loudly. I think they're over here. I think they're over here. And the footsteps and the voices are getting louder and louder. Uh, Finn goes, we're over there. And tries <laughs> to throw his voice. <laughs> that has worked for us several times. Yeah. But evidently this time it went quite poorly because they're just getting closer. Yeah, they are. They're like, oh, he, I heard them. He's definitely over there. They're going to get closer to you. No, I'm not. <laughs> I can still hear him. He's definitely this way. You go left, and the hedge almost curls like a semicircle round. And you go past some lovely uh, rose bushes that are put in the side. 
but you get to... Oh, no, Polly's never going to get past those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But ahead of you, the rose bush seems to close and then open from both sides, as though a doorway is constantly opening and closing of rose petals, basically. So like a trap from a sort of a tomb? Yes. Volley, do you think you could negotiate with the hedge so it lets <laughs> us through? <laughs> as you say that, you notice that Volley is not paying any attention. As the, the rose bush kind of like ekes into the rest of the bush, he's just taking petals and rose heads. He's like, oh, yes, munching away on the flowers and he's completely forgotten what is happening. Finn hits Volley in the leg. Volley, hurry up. We've, we're, we're being chased. This isn't time to eat plants. It, it turns to like petals hanging out of his mouth. He goes, oh, oh, mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were tasty. Um, this isn't a live thing. I, I can't talk to a bush. I mean, I can try. And then Volley goes, hey, Mr. Rose Bush, can you let us through, please? I'd probably say that the thorny roots close together one final time and they shape a kind of face. And the face goes, um, I would have if you asked nicely, but instead you started eating me, so fuck you. And he's going to close Wait, wait, well, hold on. I only eat you because you're so tasty. That's a compliment, dude. Volley, I don't think that's really much of a persuasive argument. Finn, sensing the urgency of their situation, is going to try and dive through the bush when he sees an opening. Yes, so he's not going to help you, but he's still going back to opening and closing because that is his job. Yeah. So roll decks for me on this one, please. Or ac I'll accept uh, acrobatics as well if you want to do acrobatics. Either one's fine for me. Uh, so that's uh, 13 for Finn. 13. Okay, you will take four damage as you go through. Can Volley just eat his way through? Just like... Hum, 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 hum. You can try. It'll take you three rounds, so you'll get caught for sure. Ah, uh, screw that. He's going to run and just, like, dive headfirst after Finn with his mouth open in case it closes, and then he will take a bite. <laughs> Roll acrobatics. Ah, uh, 14. He will also take four damage to go through. Hey, man, fuck you. As you take a big bite from him. That's really not cool, man. You're so tasty. And then he takes another bite and then runs off. <laughs> Fuck you, that was my favourite pedal, no! Nom, nom, nom! I'm going to roll for the guys following you. How many nat 20s this time? He only rolled three dice, but he somehow got six nat 20s. <laughs> so one of them is two levels behind you, one is four levels behind you, and one has just entered the maze. I'm pretty sure they went this way. I'm almost there. I, I think I can hear them. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you go into a hedge area that's in the shape of a square. There is a giant gap in the middle that looks like it goes down into the gears. There is a small, thin path that goes around on the right, where every now and then, thorns and roots stab out a little bit as though lashing at something that's not there. Ahead of you is a rope bridge going from one end to the other, but in the middle, there seems to be nothing there. There's a bit of a bridge at the front, a bit of a bridge at the end, and in the middle, about sort of three foot, there's nothing. Over the hole? Over the hole. So there's a hole in the middle, a path going around the right-hand side, and then a bridge over the middle of the hole. But the bridge, although it looks like it's being suspended as though the bridge is connected on either side, there is a three-foot gap in the middle where there's nothing. Almost like the bridge is invisible, or it's not there, or it's cut, something, something's going on. How wide is this hole? Uh, the hole itself is 20-foot hole. What are you doing? Um, I, I'd like to have a look into the hole. Uh, if you look into the hole, it goes down. You can see it's very metal. There's some steam coming out from below. It keeps going down, basically, to the point where there's no light anymore. Can I use my uh, fawn whip cantrip to basically produce 
the chains from my speaking spell focus and tie it around me and Volley like a guide rope so that if one of us falls and the other one is still up, we can pull the other one back up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Just to be clear, I have no spell slots. <laughs> so that's why we're cantrip plays. <laughs> okay, so you do that then. So, okay. Then we'll sort of look at the sort of the, what could be accurately described as a trap in front of us and say, I really kind of wonder who designed this maze and what its purpose actually is. I mean, this is just in the middle of a city by an estate. Why is it full of death traps? I don't know. And this hole looks pretty deep. I don't really want to fall down it. So Finn will pass the other end of his sort of thorn whip chain to Volley and um, tell him to tie it around himself. He'll look at him and just go, Okay, so tie this around yourself and I'll go first. If I fall, just pull me back up, please. Okay. And I'll try and do the same for you, but you're a lot <laughs> bigger than me. So okay. uh, I'll try and get across first so I can tie it onto something. Okay. Which way are you going? The stabby wall. Okay. So you'll need to roll constitution as the thorns will keep poking you to see if it actually hurts you. Oh, okay. So it's not a case of dodging them. It's a case no. of they will be hitting me. Yeah. Okay, got you. That is... 16. You are fine. He's got a cross. You're still tied to him, but you're still standing on the side where you started. Where you go? I'll tie it to something I can see nearby, sir. Uh, there's a rock on your side. I'll fasten it to the rock and I'll hold it there. So what are my options? I can go over the path and get poked by the vines or go across the bridge and potentially have to jump a three-foot gap. Yeah. He takes a moment and he's thinking, and he's like, hmm, I don't really like either of these options, Finn. we got to pick one, Volley. We, we, we don't have time to wait. You hear a voice on the side. Go the thorn way. Go on, do it, bro. Do it. Do it. Do it. Assuming it's punk or rock, Volley goes, okay. Closes his eyes and just runs. <laughs> it's not punk. It's, it's the rose guy who hates you. <laughs> okay, roll con. Eight. You take one d6 of damage. Roll a d6. Oh, what? Three? Yeah, you, you taste pretty good too, man. You taste pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat you. I told you it's going to eat you. I'm, eat, I'm eating you now. This is what eating feels like. Are you the whole maze? Kind of. It's very vague. Uh, I have a job here, you know. I kind of make it uh, fun and interesting for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And then he, like, takes a bite out of the maze. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to roll for the guys chasing you again. Fail. 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 Okay. Yeah. They, uh, one of them gets really hurt trying to go through that rose bush. Um, okay, you jump over. There's one way to go. You follow it down. It curves round to the left, and then you get to two doors. There are two wooden doors with a stone archway that then has the hedge go over the top of it. There is a knocker on both. That is a very angry-looking gnome. The knocker is an angry-looking gnome. The knocker is a very angry-looking gnome. Can I look to see if it can animate? Uh, as you go up to it, it goes... <sighs> okay, all right, yeah. Right, what do you want? This is your average, like, two-door trick, you know. One's the right door, the other one's the wrong door. Which door's which, you know. You know what this is. Come on, we've done mazes before. Okay, um, are you the right door? Yes. And then the other door, how the knocker's going to go? He's lying, you know. <laughs> But how do I know which one's telling the truth? 
Yep, it's a thing. We're doing it. Let's go. <sighs> Can I do an insight check to see if it's lying? Uh, yes. It's going to be a hard roll, though, because these are two basically knockers that are alive. Okay. Can we just open both doors and look through them and see which is the right one? You can do it if you want, yeah, for sure. Finn, should we just open both of them? Yeah, I think so, maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't have much of a better idea at this point. What insight did you get? I got four. Four. Um, yeah, no, he's totally telling the truth. Yeah, I'm totally lying. Yeah, I'm lying too. Yeah, we're both lying. If you don't make a decision now, everyone's going to move forward one towards you. All right, fine. Volley's just going to go, okay, fine. I'm going to open one of the doors and then he casts Mage Hand to open one of the doors. Okay, which one, right or left? Left. So he doesn't have to touch it. The door opens and you're out the maze. That's outside the maze. You're outside. Are you going to go through it? Does it look like it's outside? Yeah. You're grinning like a Cheshire cat and it's scaring me. (laughs) Can he open the other door as well? Yeah. Oh, but hang on, if, if something jumps out and starts attacking us, we ain't got time for that. What are you doing? Unless you something now, everyone's going to move forward one towards you. They're not going to get to you, but they'll move forward one towards you. So we've opened the door and it looks like the outside. You open the door and behind it, you can see the higher gears. You can see houses, a park. You can see, yeah, it's the higher gears. Finn, I'm going to move towards it. Yeah, this is the way out, right? That must be the way out. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll walk cautiously towards it. Okay, are you going through it? Yes. Okay. You go through the door, and then as you get out, you look behind you, there are two doors. <laughs> there are just, just two doors. <laughs> oh, um, so annoying. <laughs> uh, we're going to cut to Melinda. <laughs> Sorry, just before I leave Bergwine, um, I just want to, like, we did talk about Sprite technology, but does he really not have a Sprite phone? Sprite phones are not massively common. Sprite MSM messengers are. They deliver a message within a certain radius. Sprite phones, not many people just walk around with them. They're like, not like our world of mobiles. Um, okay, fine, fine. So they're fairly rare. I don't have anything on me, I'm afraid. I, I came here looking for a, a, a party. I didn't think there'd be treason. I didn't, I didn't bring my clothes for that. <laughs> me neither, Bergwine. Me neither. Okay, well, um, can you escort these men out of the building? What's best? What do you want to do? I honestly don't know what to do with them. If I escort these two treacherous people out who are glam tinker enforcers, other glam tinker enforcers will stop me. I, I think the murder thing is the best option. I mean, it's not murder; it's, it's, it's execution. Let's not let's not put the M word out there. It's, it's execution. <laughs> I mean, you, you know? did. <laughs> um, well, can we get signed confessions from them first, and I shall take their picture with the signed confessions. All right. Um, I've got my notepad and pen, and I'm going to get out. <laughs> Did they also say these were not signed under duress? <laughs> you write a, a confession. Uh, you get them to sign it. One of them, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm, yes, I am committing treason. Um, I'm sorry. Signed, Halbert Buzz Tingle. Before you get to say, like, guard one and guard two. <laughs> <laughs> signed, guard one and guard two. I think maybe we should have an amendment at the bottom there, Melinda, that says this wasn't signed under duress. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Yes. Whatever is a gear gnome uh, policy. Yeah, so it's all above board, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my paper is like the sort of paper that's like got two copies, so then I can take the original <laughs> and, give them, and give them one. You give them one. And then also a third for Bergwine. Um, and then I'm taking the picture and then I'm going to hurry out. <laughs> That's just a very awkward picture of these two guards. 
just holding this piece of paper you gave them, looking <laughs> very concerned. It's in the corner of the frame of the photo. You can see Bergwijn just holding his rapier. <laughs> I'm going to leave. It comes out a little bit later. It's a little bit of blood in his shirt. Right. There we go. That's done. Okay. Now what? Bergwijn, I have just arrived in this city. Um, I do not know what the solution is here to the corruption that you have in Tyr. I want to just help my friend. And if you need to get your soldiers in, then that's what's best. It seems that this murder needs proper investigation before my friend is wrongly charged. Here's the situation, Melinda. Um, he looks around shiftily, makes sure no one's paying attention. Over the course of the past so many years, the Glam Tinkers have systematically been lessening the number of enforcers in Tier and growing their own private army. I, I was never a fan of the idea as the leader of the enforcers, and now even less so. I, they have more men than we do. We, uh, if I can get out of here and get to my men, maybe I can rally support. But uh, even then, I do not know if we have the power to get rid of the Glam Tinkers. I'm not suggesting we get rid of them. Gosh, you people are so murder happy. <laughs> I mean, they murdered first. I just want to put that out there. I think it's best you get out of here and spread word of what has gone on here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we need to help my friend and free him of the wrong charges against him. And then I will... Oh, I have bloody guidance, but I don't. You are going to hear loads of shouting of guards. They're over there. They're in the maze. Over there. Over there. Go that way. They jumped out the building. The, the, the tall one, the tree. Yes, the tree. The tree and the last one. They went that way. Oh, no. Ooh, what, what, what was that? It sounds like some other trouble with the guards. Well, Ooh. it looks like they'll be busy, so you can get out of here and spread word across the city. What are the other councillors? I thought this was a republic not run by one family. It is. However, the Glam Tinker's power has grown beyond all check. It's not for me to judge how one runs their city. And then I'm going to just turn a walk off because I want to speak to Myra. Okay. I mean, I have heard the stuff with Volley and, and Finn and I'm just sort of like, well, I've got some stuff to do here that I think will do more help. You follow the corridor down back into the Grand Hall. Outside the Grand Hall are two guards who are standing either side of the door with a Glam Tinker logo on them. They're not in forces. They're just wearing kind of armor. They're not wearing full mech suits. And the doors open and you see all the guests are kind of awkwardly standing, whispering, chatting to each other. A fallout from what's just happened, effectively. Uh, you see Osric's mother, you see um, the guests of the party, and you see Myra and uh, the dust wobbles, and you see the dino nozzles. And sorry, has um, Bergwan come this way too? Yes, he has. He's walking beside you back to the party, but he's very aware. And he whispers, we should try and get the councillors out if we can. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do you need me, or can I speak to the Glam Tinker family? You do as you wish. I'm going to see if there's a way to break people out of the hall. I'm not too sure if they'll let us leave. That butler over there, um, I'm going to point at Sardonyx. He has a phone, um, a Sprite phone. Speak mm. to him and I'm sure he'll he'll help you. Uh, he's a good man. Very well, thank you. He's going to walk over to Sardonyx, who looks like he's incredibly busy polishing one fork. Okay, and then I will um, walk over to Myra. Is she with uh, Osric's mother or...? She's with the uh, Dino Nozzles. Myra, can I um, speak to you? Oh, yes. Uh, excuse me, my ladies. It's, um, it's wonderful to meet you. It's so sad at such a time, but... Yes. Um, let's step over here, shall we? She, yeah. You see, she kind of sees the guards and she walks over towards one of the grand windows. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Osric killed my uncle. I, 
that's not the Osric that I know. You've known him more recently than myself. Tell me, would he do something like this? He would not, and he did not. I have evidence. Your father was killed by a knife, and Osric had no such knife on him. And the guards who found him had already been told to arrest Osric because of this matter, before it had even happened. This is grave. I know I am new to the city and I cannot judge it, but Myra, what, what is he, your brother planning? As the guard walks by, she's going to sit from her drink and have a, like a fake smile on until the guard goes by. I, uh, technically, Osric is next in line after my uncle. However, with him gone, it is no secret that Alfgeet had plans to lead the family. There was concerns and murmurings that with Osric's return, it might change plans. Well, of course, just because he's not in the city, he's not out of line of the throne. Even I know that much. Exactly. And I would agree with you. However, there are some that wonder if a gnome who's been away 200 years is still eligible to take the head of a family that has such power in Tyr. She's going to look around again. Tell me, what do you know of the lower gear's troubles? Only what I've heard from Barnett on the radio and what I've read before coming to Unity Day. She's going to pull something out from her dress and hand it over to you. There's an old friend who owns a shop called Relics R Us. Perhaps you heard them on the radio. There's the one that goes, There's a place so wonder everyone be there. It's a Relics R Us. You know, you know, you know the one on, on, on the radio? No? Okay. I'm not sure I'm familiar, but um, I'm sure I can find it. Show him this sigil and know that there are friends in Tia who do not agree with what my father and brother have been doing. Thank you, Myra. This is most kind. Now, do you think that um, I could find evidence in Alfgeet's home quarters or perhaps your father's? So what she hands you is a small bronze pin of a cog with a fist and a hammer inside it. Is that like the posters that we'd seen around the city? Yes, it's a small bronze cog with exactly the same logo as the posters around the city have had. The doors are going to burst open and five guards, two wearing enforcer gear and the rest wearing armour, are going to start marching in and start rounding up the guests effectively. Uh, everyone now, everyone to the right and left, you're all coming with me. You're all under suspicion of treason against Tyr. Did the councillors get out? Uh, no, they are being rounded up. You see Bergwine. Try to reach for his rapier again, but then the guards are going to stop him by pulling their swords on him. Melinda, are you truly a friend of Osric? Yes, of course. Well, Come. I mean, I only met him a week ago, but <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a nice enough chap. He doesn't deserve this to happen to him. Well, I, I believe, you know, first impressions are what's most important. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit short sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Osric. They used to say, we say, oh, oh, Osric, he's short as a gnome and he's even shorter in personality. Am I right? <laughs> That's very good, yes. That's what we used to say. Anyway, drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, follow me. And she's going to open the two large windows. Find your friends and help Osric, but I fear you won't get justice here. And she's going to push you out the window. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to push you out the window, but as she does, you feel a warmth from her touch and you start falling and at first, you're up high. You fall very fast. <laughs> I'm going to vomit. Roll, um, roll intelligence. 15. Okay. 
So you fall, and it's a fall that will kill you, for sure. And you see... <laughs> and that drink repeats on me. <laughs> yeah, that drink repeats on you, for sure. You know that thing in roller coasters where you vomit, but it comes back in your own face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and before you hit the ground, you are suddenly yanked. Not sure how, you are yanked back into the building through a window. And as you collect your bearings and you kind of wipe the vomit from your face a little bit, mm-hmm. you see standing ahead of you, about your height, is a mouse folk with a hood on. Yeah, I leave you alone for a couple of days and you all get in trouble, huh? And you see Tick standing in front of you. Oh, Tick, it's good to see a somewhat friendly face. You haven't got any cheese on you, have you? <laughs> I could really do oh, it in my stomach. Have I got cheese? He opens his cloak and there's just like little vials of cheese on his side. What kind of cheese? I got brie. I got camembert. A brie would be perfect. Just all right, soft all right, to, here you go. to settle my nerves. I understand. A brie would be perfect <laughs> before you list about yeah. seven different cheeses. <laughs> He's going to hand you a little vial of brie. Thank you. You're welcome. You're going to snort it now or later? <laughs> I'm going to nibble on it now. Please, yeah, right. I've got to get One rid of, of the sick feeling from my mouth. Um, can you help us get out of here? I have a feeling that uh, Finn and Volley have been up to no good in the gardens. Don't worry about those two. They've already been taken care of. Follow me this way. What do you mean by taken care of? Oh, will be explained later. we got to go. <laughs> yeah. We're still in the middle of Glam Tinker Estate. We need to go now. Uh, you're telling me yeah I'll follow him he's gonna lead you basically over the balcony of the floor you're on and into (laughs) not again uh, it's not a big drop now you're basically at the bottom Uh, and then through the higher tiers he's gonna lead you away Finn and Volley you get out the maze and you are still being chased Uh, you're in the higher gears you effectively there's some more housing and gardens and estates there's still that huge park next to you that has metal bulkheads metal sculptures uh, there's a little like metal playground for kids. It does not look like it'd be very fun to play in. You still hear them coming after you. To the left is a giant park. And then straight ahead, you can go into what looks like a market, like a variety of people are still there, all with brightly colored hair kind of going about their day. Um, Finn, realizing his age is catching up with him, decides to run to the market with Volley. Okay. You're going to run to the market. I'm going to roll for the guys chasing you fine they're still a bit far behind you are running to the market you obviously pull attention because you are a giant tree and a lhasa in the middle of a known high society there are other races here but it's less than the lower gears you see humans gnomes and sildras but that's pretty much it as you go through the market volley yes roll perception for me perception oui oui does he get advantage because he's taller than all the gnomes no, because you're running at the moment, aren't you? So you're not repaying that much attention to what's around you. Fair. 21. Fuck's sake. Okay, so <laughs> as you were running, you'll go through a stall. You hear a gnome go, Oi, what the hell, man? Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I'm actually really friendly. Uh, as you go through, <laughs> a hand is going to try and grab you. You see it coming, though. From where? From the side. I'm going to, like, bat it out of the way and then turn to face them. Okay. I'll be like, leave me alone! I didn't do anything. And he just kept like, Volley almost has like a little breakdown. He's like, I am not a conspirator. As you turn around, you see one very rotund human with big rosy cheeks and one mouse folk. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to scare you there. Hey, sorry. Apology. It's all right. Look. And he looks around. He pulls open his jacket a bit and you see a T-shirt that says the Merry Mouse Folk Men. I'm one of the Merry Mouse Folk Men. We've been sent to get you. I turn to Finn, I go, do we know these Merry Mouse folk, folk? Yeah, they were friends of Tick. That's right, yeah, we work for Tick. Yeah, 
Oh. Uh, Vali, I think it's our best bet is to follow these guys. Hopefully they'll lead us somewhere safe. We're kind of uh, kind of out on a limb right now. Get it? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Out on a limb? Because you're a tree. Uh, the trees, trees, ha- trees have limbs. I would have gone for a branching thing, person. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on the back of that, maybe we should make like a tree and leaf, right? Leaf. Finn stares at him with daggers in his eyes, <laughs> knowing his joke was superior and hating him for it. Volley just looks at him with like dead eyes. You see in the background, the guards now got to the market and are pushing past people looking for you. I haven't seen you. I really think we should go. We were hired for a purpose. And I feel like we should do that purpose of saving you from death. Volley, let's go with them. Okay. Good. This way. Okay. He leads around the back of one of the big estates and there is a, a hatch. And he lifts it open. The Merry Mouse Folk men know all kinds of ways that the big gears don't. Get in there. They won't find us in there. It'll lead back down to the lower gears. It's one of the service pipes. In you get. Come on. Quickly. Uh, I jump in. Okay. And then he like jumps in. Both of you get in. The very stern looking mouse jumps down. And the very rotund human jumps in afterwards. And as the hatch closes, you are then in pitch black darkness. And you feel water on your feet before a torch comes on from the human. And you see his beaming red face. What's your name? Oh, me, I'm Oldwin, and this is Snack. And Snack goes, <laughs> Melinda, you are led by Tick. He takes you through some maintenance shafts that lead down. It's a very slow process of going down ladders. Uh, while we go, are we like coming out of one shaft and then walking along a bit of street and then down another one? Is that kind of how it's working? The entire way you're going is a maintenance all the way around. So you go down one, walk across, but you're not outside. You're going down inside effectively. Okay, well, I'm writing while we walk. Melinda can do that. She's one of those annoying people that often walks around reading books and like gets in your way. And so I will ask, like, as we get down there, if we can like get out so that I can post some of my like illusionary scripts out. You want to send some post stuff? Um, yeah. Like I just need to call some sprites. Okay. Um, maybe on the third gear we can pop out for a second. It's safe enough that the hires won't know you'll be down there. Okay. We can do that. Great. Thank you. It's very important that I spread word about what is going on in this city. I take your word for it. I can't read. So I just, whatever you say, it's fine. Don't worry. You can't read this anyway. <laughs> And Melinda thinks she's told a funny joke. That, <laughs> that feels kind of personal, but all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're mocking me because I'm illiterate, but fine, whatever, that's fine. After a while, though, it takes you about 45 minutes. He's going to open up a small panel on the side of the wall that you wouldn't even see until he did it. Out there, he opens it up and you see a, a road. Um, we can get out here, I guess, and you can go post stuff around the corner and then we can head on back down to Gear 4. Great. So um, I have used my handy carbon copy paper again. And I'd like to send a note just sort of summarising what's happened and how I think that Alfred Glumtinker is trying to overthrow the council and how Osric Glumtinker has been wrongly accused of Brock's murder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send that to... Are you sending it with the photos? Um, no, because the photos um, couldn't be encrypted like the other sure. stuff can. So it's just, um, you know, I can just say evidence can be provided, like, you know, that kind of thing and sent over secure, but I wanted to send a message quickly. And so I'm going to send one to my order, mm-hmm. which is part of the college, and one to um, the Justicar order and tell them to get out of the contemplation bath. Add that to their notes. You get one back immediately. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still contemplating what to do. <laughs> yeah, okay. So one off, one to the tier 
Yeah. Just a cut order and one to your college. Exactly, yeah. Perfect. All right, is, is that done? Is that the word stuff done? We, we good to carry on? <laughs> yes, it's very important to document these things that happen. You never know what might happen around the corner. I'm sorry I bit your head off earlier. I, I'm quite conscious of the fact I can't read. It hurts Tick's feelings, you know. I've got a perfect book for you to practice, but when, when we're back in uh, somewhere um, more remote, because um, I picked up that kid's book that was in the uh, <laughs> Just a Car office. All right, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay. As long as it's more of a pictory book. I like pictures, you know. There's definitely pictures in it. I've heard someone say pictures are worth a thousand words, so I kind of can read, am I right? Exactly. And uh, also, so many of the books around here chat anyway, so... Yeah, it's true. For the rest of the way, you just go through the streets, effectively. Tick seems aware and alert. Occasionally, sees some enforcers, and he kind of nudges you to hide for a bit. So, Amy, what's your passive perception? It's 14. I'm, I got a little upgrade to that because I took Observant as a, my, as a feat on my Ooh. level 4 upgrade. Okay, that's very lucky. I realised that I'm so bad at min-maxing because I've taken an upgrade, which now means my intelligence is higher than my charisma, and my charisma is my spellcast modifier. (laughs) 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 So I really know how to make a strong character. (laughs) One thing you notice when going through the town, after what's happened and you being more aware of what is and isn't a tear enforcer and a glam tinker enforcer, most of the guards you see on the streets are glam tinker enforcers. Hmm. It's not something we've noticed before, not knowing the sigils, yeah. but now you're more of aware of it. Um, I think I'll probably pass comment on that to Tick and be like, this really does seem like an odd, um, quiet revolution in this city. There's so many gun tinker enforcers. Yeah, they've been slowly building an army. You've got a bunch of problems in Tear. You've got the council that want to go back to a republic. You've got the glam tinkers that are clearly trying to turn this into their own personal throne. And then you've got us down at the bottom being treated like dirt and getting none of the rewards for our work. But it'll all change soon enough. We can't all be around and we can't all win. No, but we can always find a, well, depending on who you're dealing with, you know, a sensible way to solve problems. I think Myra's hoping you guys will help our cause or at least help bring an end to the glab tinkers. Well, I do think that this glam tinker stuff has gone on long enough. Hopefully we can put Osric where he needs to be, and he can end this nonsense. He is not someone who would seek power, as I see it. You get to a small wooden door, and he's going to knock on it. And above the door, it says, Relics are us. Ah, this is the place that Myra spoke of. Yes, this is one of our many hideouts that we get away from the higher gears. The door opens, and you see a very friendly-faced, ginger-bearded, bold human with a top hat. Hello and welcome to Relics R Us, where the relics that you need are found here. The most magical place in all of Tyr. Oh, I really hope that's the case. I could do with a few more magical uh, items for my uh, bag. You're in luck. There's millions of magical items all under one roof here at Relics R Us. (laughs) And then after he says that, he goes, Relics R Us, Relics R Us. Don't know what that was. That was weird. Uh, Come on in. And he, then he looks down and sees Tick. Oh, I see you're not customers. You're just more people here to use my store as your own personal hideout and not buy anything. All right, come on in. Don't make such quick assumptions. I'm new here. Oh, do you want, do you want to buy anything? Like anything. Well, I'll sell you anything. Like just some gold, I'll I'm give you sure something. I'm not sure if this is the time, but once, I'm, once I have a moment, I will be back to talk to you about it. Uh, I, I have a toy horse that turns into a real horse. 
Mm. I'll sell it to you for like a gold. I wonder if you've got something else. More. <laughs> it's like a pocket toy horse and then it becomes a huge horse. What do you mean something else? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. Let's, let's have a look. It's very practical um, right now. Um, I, have I a, don't even know how I would get on the horse. That's literally <laughs> a pocket-sized mount. <laughs> he looks around. Um, That's uh, true enough. Um, um, could you do it I, for a silver? A silver? Oh, you really? Uh, look, you said you don't get much business around here. If you can offer me a silver, maybe I'll buy something else. <sighs> Number one rule of sales, don't tell them you're doing so badly. Car. <laughs> Damn it. I'll do it for nine silver. Seven and we have a deal. Okay, you know what? Rule two of making sales is to do deals from a position of strength, and I made it very clear I have no strength in this deal. I'm desperate for money. Fine, you have it. Here, have the horse. Its name is Nibbles, and he's going to give it to you. Do you have anything that might settle a stomach? Ah, yes, we do. Um, he's going to disappear behind his counter and pull out a small little pot. Here you go, Ed. For ten copper, you can have a perfect antacid. An antacid? Yes. Um, that would be brilliant. And do you have a box of those I could take? Because I've been getting in all sorts of stomach upset problems since I've been in tear. Have this? It's a never-ending supply of antacids. Oh my goodness. Great. Ten copper. Here it is. There you go. This guy is selling literal miracles <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> never getting sick again. You're welcome. Can That's... Finn come here and just toss money at you <laughs> by his shop? Tell your friends. Relics are us. Millions of relics under one roof. Thank you. And, and I must just follow my companion, Tick, now. Okay. What was your name again? My name is Coco. Coco at your service. The one, the only, me. It's a pleasure to meet you, and thank you for doing business. This has already made me feel much I'm better. sorry, I lied. I, I, I'm not the only one. I have a twin. He's also called Coco. It's very... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I, I'm really not good at sales. I can't lie. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there's two of us. There's two Cocos. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, God, what's the rule, Coco? Number one, always lie. I'm sorry, I've got, I've got a guy to think. He's going to walk off. <laughs> rule two, don't tell everyone about rule one. Take my money. <laughs> oh, yes, God, rule four. Yes, what please, thank fuck? you. He's going to put his hand up. Sorry, oh, God, I'm just the one. I'm really bad at this. It's okay, we all get out of practice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I really haven't sold anything in a long, long time. Oh, the money, yes, thank you. And he's going to take it again. He's like forgot halfway through. All right, thank you, I... I need to go. And he's going to go as this little slumps down what looks like a really badly made coffee machine. Right, well, now that that's done, maybe we should go, you know, sort out the whole tears falling apart thing. Yes, and what you said, my friends, you found, they were taken care of? With any luck, they'll be meeting us here. And he's going to slide a wall at the back to the left and it kind of opens up. And inside is another passageway. And he'll lead you down into another service pipe, which opens up, and in it you see multiple people. You see gnomes, you see humans, there is Sildred, there are stone golems, there are clay golems. They're all doing various things. Looks like they're arming up, like they're sharpening swords, they're writing letters, they're chatting, and it leads you past all of them. It won't be long until we can make some actual change around here. Tick walks ahead of you for a second, whispers something to a rather fat-looking human with a bright rosy face, nods, and comes back and says, through this door to your right, your friends are waiting for you there. You go through the door, and in there, you see Finn and Volley. Finn sat on a bench with a small metal red panda on his shoulder, and Volley standing 
with two little sprites on his left shoulder. Finn, Volley, you're safe. Mal! Mal. (laughs) Where have you been? We've been looking for you everywhere. I've been looking for you too, Volley. I did send you a message to try and find out where you were, but uh, it wasn't very clear. We need to speak to the others. Osric, they think that he killed Brooke, Gumtinker. He's going to be tried for murder. (gasps) The members of the rebellion left the three of you to catch up. Finn and Volley, you filled in Melinda on what's happened. Melinda, you filled them in on what happened to Osric. Food was brought to you. They didn't really talk to you much. There was a guard at the door who didn't really seem to want to let you guys out. And as the evening went on, you guys had a long rest and slept. Oh, thank goodness. Were there beds in this little place? Bed rolls were brought into the room for you. You didn't have the most comfortable sleep, but you had a sleep. All right. It is now morning of the next day as you wake up. Who would be the first to wake up? Well, um, I think I'll get up and I guess I would want to try and leave this room and have a look around. I want to find somebody important to talk to. As you open the door, you see the guard who was there all evening as well stood there. It's kind of disheveled. He's not a very official looking guard. It's much more of a kind of revolution bandit type looking guard. It's a, a gnome with slightly ruffled hair and a small sword by his side. I will greet him. Good morning. Can you point me in the direction of um, Tick? Uh, yes, I can do. Um, are you all awake, are you? I was told to bring you to the hall when you guys are all awake. Oh, I'll just go and wake my companions. Will there be breakfast? Breakfast? <laughs> Yeah, we've got some porridge. I'm sure they'll be serving it in the Grand Hall. Great. Oh, Volley, good to see you're awake. Uh, you guys, we have Volmane around next time. You should definitely get, like, some big plant pots or something for us to rest in. We like the soil. We like the nutrients. There isn't really much soil in here, I'm afraid. I know. I know. It hurts me to my core. Finn! Um, Finn! Yeah. Uh, 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 Volley, you're an idiot. Uh, oh, hi, Ma. Uh, what? Don't worry, that was just a dream. What? Oh, um, hey, Volley, how you doing? Is Finn now suffering from night terrors of Volley? Yes. Yes, I'm happy for that to be canon. <laughs> Due to the turmoil of trying to escape with Volley and basically trying to drag him by a leash towards safety. Hey. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, yeah, so, um, what's going on now? We've got a meeting with the uh, Merry Mouse folk uh, and hopefully some breakfast. Ooh, is Oldwin still around? I'd, I'd like to talk to him. I don't He's know fun. who that is, but perhaps. He's kind of smaller than me, wider than me. I mean, most people around here are smaller than you, Volley. Yeah, he was fun. I'm going to go find him. Sorry, can I get in front? I'm the leader, so I'm leading you. Excuse me, thank you, thank you. Foley's going to, like, put his hand on the back of his head and just, like, usher him in front of him. Okay, lead the way. All right, everyone. Finn is trying to pull on, like, (laughs) Volley's arm to sort of, like, find a vein to put some sedatives into him. (laughs) The gnome is going to lead you guys down past a series of tunnels that go behind Relics are us. It's quite busy. Mm. And there's a lot of people doing various things. Some sharpening swords, some counting weapons. Other ones are dealing with food, healing people, various things going on. It's very narrow, so you have to actually push past people. And he's going to lead you to a rickety wooden door, but quite large. Volley will have to stoop to go through it, but not by much. Right, please, through here. Oh, it's a bit low. And then as it opens, there's a series of tables. This is clearly a canteen of some kind where people are eating or would eat, but it's quite empty. And in fact, the only people there are sat on a table at the far end. And you see Tick, 
sat with Aldwin and two other people. One you recognize as Coco, although he's not wearing his top hat. And the other one you see is a Nylac, which anyone can roll history. I guess Volley would have a very basic understanding of the Nylac, I guess. Is it a species that Volmanet have come in contact with? Everyone can roll history. Volmanet would have known it, but Volmanet, you pick the important things are passed down. So roll history like everyone else and see. So Thing got a 23. I got 20, not natural. 18. They don't travel the world very much. A bit like uh, Larsa in that respect. They kind of stick to their own. They are a blue-skinned, five to six-foot species with sort of bat ears coming out either side. Uh, other than that, they look pretty human. Their reproductive rate generally leads about 96% female from children. So because of that, men are used primarily for breeding and the women generally do most of the work. They pretty much run the society in all aspects. And it means that they don't grow. Their numbers are quite small because they don't have the numbers to reproduce in the same way that other species have bred out and spread out across Aria. Oh, oh, is that a, 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 a Nylac? That's right. It looks like oh, it. I've never seen one in real life before. Me neither. I mean, sometimes they would be the odd ones to college, but yes, in- indeed, I've never spoken to uh, one. Um, well, well, I'm going to. Um, and then Volley like sprints out, he's like, Aldwin, hi, and then just runs over to the table. Finn sighs and dies a little inside. Once <laughs> yeah, in. I'm just going to walk normally. <laughs> I keep my gait with Melinda. <laughs> As you get closer, they clearly are in some kind of heated debate and they all stop and look at this tree who's standing there waving at them. With a big beaming grin, he's like, good morning, everyone. Hey, Aldwin, it's nice to see you again. Hi, Nylac. From the background, you can just hear uh, Finn go, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be an awkward pause of about four to five seconds, and then Tick will go, ah, yes, uh, yes, please sit. Tick, you like cheese, right? That's kind of my whole deal, yeah. Uh, I don't have any cheese. I'm just, I want you to know that I remembered. Cool, thanks for not being helpful, I guess. Um, oh. Melinda will sit down and she will get her notepad out so that she can take notes on whatever the meeting is. <laughs> <laughs> Finn will sit down and listen and do his best to try and temper Volley. The Nylac is going to look at the three of you, especially Volley and Finn. So let me get this straight. You don't rescue Myra. You rescue this gnome instead, and your guys rescue these two idiots as well. And we just leave our leader in custody. I mean... Excuse me. Um, sorry, what, what was your name? My name is Thalia. Thalia, it's nice to meet you. Um, Myra chose to push me out of the window. She can look after herself. Myra was meant to jump out that window if something happened, and Tick, she looks over, was meant to rescue our leader if something went wrong. Instead, we have the three of you. She was with the council, the rest of the councillors. I, I, I believe that she had a plan. Um, I, she, she was very certain that I was to come here, um, and then I will pull out my, um, the, the badge that she gave me that I had in my pocket and put it on the table. They're all looking at the badge. Coco speaks much more assured than how he was yesterday when he's trying to sell you stuff. See, clearly she has a plan. Clearly it's to do with this Osric fellow. Perhaps Myra isn't the one to take the Glam Tinker estate when we get rid of her brother. Maybe it's Osric. Clearly she has a plan for these slightly bumbling idiots here. Um, hey. One of us resembles that remark, but um, just... Just to check, do you guys know where Osric is? I mean, Mal said that he got arrested. Uh, do we know where he is? Tick's going to go. My merry mouse folk men followed the guards. It appears that he's been put straight into prison. 
It means there'll be no trial, no due process. Osric is to be, if not killed by other prisoners, forgotten about. Isn't what? that wrong? In your fine city? Something's fishy here. Perhaps you haven't noticed, guys, but the high gears suck and don't really have any form of actual justice here. I mean, I have seemed to notice that. And what are the other councillors? I mean, so please tell us that you have a plan. Thalia is going to lean forward. Well, apparently, our leader, along with the other councillors, have been grabbed and for their own, and she uses fingers air quotes, security from treason are being held under guard. Or, sorry, I should say, are being guarded by Glamtinker enforcers. On the Glamtinker estate? They are being held in the Glamtinker estate under guard for their own, and again, she uses fingers, safety. So... Osric is the right heir to the Glamtinker throne. Do you think if we could break him out, we could fix this? They're all going to look at each other. Coco's going to be the only one that speaks. I believe that is Myra's wish. I believe she wanted Osric now that he has returned. We originally wanted... And then Thalia's going to step in and start arguing that Myra should be in charge of the Glamtinker. Well, yes, but now that Osric's back, Myra didn't think Osric would come back. If Osric's back, maybe her plan is that he has a stronger claim than she does. Maybe he should be the... Maybe we should help these people save their friend. Thank you, Coco. Osric and Myra are good friends. Talia, I think this is what she wants. I don't know much about Myra, but Osric's right as rain. He's a good guy. We need to We need to make sure he's okay. We need to break him out of jail or something. I don't know what you gnomes do. We don't have jails at the Grove. Foreign concept to me. Thalia's going to sigh. She's clearly kind of in charge of Tick and Coco. We can commit to helping you guys break him out of prison. It's not easy. This is, there are many of our people also held there. We were planning to try and break them out before the revolution anyway. Let's get them all. Move that forwards and help your friend if the process, if that's what Myra wanted. I, I really wish I had a council right now, but we could do that um, if that's what you wish. But once we break open the prison, the higher tiers will know of our existence. It won't be long until we'll have to act. We'll have to fight for Tyr then. But you do have a council. We're all sat right here. We're all here trying to help each other. I don't think that's what she means, Volley. Well, actually, that is. The plan is that we remove the higher gears and we have a council of workers who make decisions for the city for a change. Wouldn't it be a good idea to have a council of people from all walks of life from Tyr? So, please tell us, if we don't have much time, do we have enough people that we could try and break out Myra from the Glamthinker estate at the same time as the prison? For this to work, for them not to kill the hostages... The councillors are very important. I think this will have to be done at the same time. We'll have to move our schedule up. We'll send you and some of our men to the prison to break your friend free. And the rest of us will have to go and try and save the council. I think the only way that's possible is if we try and rescue your friend, Alfgeet will know and he'll murder the council. If we try and rescue the council, there's a good chance Alfgeet will murder your friend. The only option I can see is that I'll give you some of my people, you will save your friend with them, and I and my colleagues here will lead a rescue on the councillors and our leader, Myra. Osric would be devastated if we didn't do anything to help Myra. If we just stood by and let her. And his mother. Bami is there too. We have a bigger problem in that we'll be outnumbered. There is no way we take Tyr without fighting. The Glamtinkers enforces that everywhere. 
if we do this, it won't just be the glam tinker enforcers we'll be fighting. It'll be the enforcers in general because they do not know of the betrayal that's just happened. Burgoyne's Banatung is a friend. He knows what happened to Brock and that Osric has been framed. I'm sure if I could speak to him, he would be on our side. If we can rescue Burgwine and he really will make the enforcers join our cause, then we may stand a chance at taking Tyr. If he's willing, he might not like our plans for the new Tyr. So you guys are going to go to the council while we go to Osric? <sighs> yes, I think that's best. And then we'll meet up with you at the Glam Tinker Estate and help? Could you get the lower gears involved? We kind of got arrested and they were chanting something like, lower gears forever. Could they help? Because they seemed pretty, pretty pissed off. Have you seen our posters and marketing? I mean, no. we've not got a name yet because marketing's not decided on one, so we're just the revolution at this point. But other than that, I mean, the, the actual graphic design of the poster, the, you know, the cog and the tear and, you know, don't let the tears tear, all that stuff, like, that was uh, Aldwen's ideas. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Volley just, like, high-fives him over the table. He gives you a high-five. Yeah, Volley, I think these guys are the lower gears. So I think this is the fight that we uh, we were nearly involved in when we got arrested. We are the voice of the movement of the lower gears. Once we send out the signal for this attack, we don't know how many, but we have people all over the lower gears and tier, and in the highers to some degree, who will join us. But we need the enforcers if you want to stand a chance. Right, well then, tonight it is. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so who's going to show us the way to the prison? I could do that. Yes! Us Merry Mouse folk men know all kinds of sneaky ways that mice could fit in that others can't. Coco, do you have anything in your shop here that we could um, borrow or use perhaps to help with this fight? Oh, um, it's not my shop, it's my brother's, sorry. Oh, oh yes, of course, his twin. Yeah. You're Coco. I am Coco, but Coco owns the uh, store. Yes, Coco. Do you think Coco would help us? Can I peruse the selection before we go, see if there's anything I can... Uh... I've got like four copper. Can I buy half your inventory? Absolutely, yeah. I'll tell you what. And he reached into his pocket, pull out four little tokens. You can get uh, one thing each from a certain selection, obviously, but there's one thing each you can take. One for your friend as well. He might need it if the fight gets out of control. Can I use this token along with uh, like half a copper to be able to buy the store? Absolutely. Honestly, you can buy as much for those as you want. Finn has realised that he doesn't need to win Unity Day celebrations. He could just take on Relic Taurus. Yeah, I'm just going to buy the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> just be careful though. My brother, he's not a great salesman. Oh, I know. I met him yesterday. And the stuff he often buys and sells on has a habit of being returned a lot. Oh. So Thalia's going to stand up. Okay, so we have a plan. She's a look at the three of you. I hope Myra was right about you. We'll be there. You can count on at least two of us. <laughs> then she's going to walk off. <laughs> Me and Finn are pretty good. <laughs> We're a great team. Finn stares deeply at Mal as if to say... Do not ever believe that I meant it any other way. <laughs> you realise that olwyn has been stood right next to this whole time chewing on an apple very loudly. <laughs> if Alfki gets his way, they say he'll kill them all and kill half of Tia, so... Uh, Where did you get that apple? Oh, um, I stole it. It's <laughs> just a day face palm <laughs> that question. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? 
hey, Finn, look what I got from uh, Red X for Us. Maybe they'll have something for you too. Look, it's tiny now. And then I'm going to throw it down and then try and be in the position so that then I would be on it when it, when it okay. rises up. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> How okay. you guys did not see anything so, like this coming? <laughs> I mean, obviously, but... So instantly the horse transforms into an incredibly old and decrepit donkey. <laughs> oh. that, as it grows, suddenly feeling your weight, it just collapses back to its knees oh. underneath you. Oh, dear. Oh, maybe this wasn't such a good buy. Um, <laughs> I mean... Um, as an outside comment, was it always going to be like this or was it because you made it so cheap you decided to do this? And you kept saying, why is it this good? Why is it this good? Yeah. Like the whole point is that he is god-awful at running a shot. Okay, fine. Okay. I'm, I'm a lot happier now that I know it's actually like full plot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought I was getting like shadow facts, like <laughs> in tiny form. So so you you stand <laughs> over the, the small toy and you say, uh, come on, Nibble, show me the meaning of speed. And he just grows <laughs> up, feels your weight. This old donkey feels your weight, collapses back to its knees and just eors in the most pained, long, drawn-out oh sound. Um, uh, Mal, oh, is, it, is that okay? Is that donkey okay? Is that meant to be like that? Um, this it looks like it's I was dying. <laughs> I think so. Aldwin, I think I need your apple. This, this, this donkey needs it. No, I call dibs. Mal, I don't think an apple's going to help. I think maybe uh, Finn just walks up to the donkey with his gun out. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you know how they say uh, when life gives you lemon, let make lemonade? Well, when life gives you duff donkeys, no. make glue. <laughs> no, no, Finn. Look, let me at least put it back into the, into the small form and we can take it to... The donkey sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Nibbles. Yeah, I'm going to put him back in. The, um, I don't know. Melinda's very uh, soft. Sorry, it's one today. use only. <laughs> it transports back to a small little toy horse, but on the way down, it just whines so loudly. <laughs> and then as it turns back into toy, it again looks like a really handsome, glistening stallion. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, this would make a good toy for a child, so... Finn holds his gun up to the toy and just says, it'll be kinder this way, Mal. <laughs> Look, there's been enough talk about death and later there might be even more. Look, this little donkey's not done anything wrong. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully, la hopefully later on we can find it a place to pasture. <laughs> so, uh, you do that, Aldwin's still standing there with his apple, he's about a pasture that's been half-eaten. Well, that was really, uh, that was something, guys. Uh, should we go? It's a sign you know, of a good day, I think. <laughs> well, you know, I think, you know, only up from there. So let's let's start a revolution, shall we? Yeah, I think yeah. time's of the essence. Let's um, get our stuff and get out of here and go go yeah. save Osric and Tyr. Aldwin, Aldwin. Oh, yeah? God. Do, do you have any more apples? I have, like, a quarter of this one left if you want it. Oh, yes, please. And Bolly just takes it out of his hand. Bolly will just start eating it. We're taught to share in the Merry Mouse Folk, men. And he's going to start walking off. Bolly, like, chases him. Wait, 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 wait. I'll give you this then. And just grows, like, a few good berries in his, in his palm. Oh, very kind. Thank you. Really, that's nice. I mean, I preferred the apple, but thank you. Well, maybe you could make a nice pie or something. With four? Yeah, all right, maybe. <laughs> 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 Walks away. He's beside Finn. He's like... 
Are you sure you guys are up for this jailbreak? <laughs> Don't worry, he doesn't represent us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone roll a dice to see what magic items you get on the way out. Everyone roll a d6. Cinco. Cuatro. Three. What number did he get faster? One. <laughs> oh my god, savage. And I think Melinda will take that. <laughs> Follow wants it. Yeah, if Finn was picking out the items, he would have given it into Melinda's care if it weren't already picked out by Melinda. Melinda, you get a small pin that Coco assures you will negate the spell Magic Missile if it's ever used against you. Whenever Magic Missile is used against you, it'll just negate the damage from it. Oh, that's nice. So it's like a permanent counter spell on Magic Missile. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I think it's a little lightning bolt. That's what it looks like. Nice, yeah. And yeah, it, it becomes a scar on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> the shield was love all along. Never long, but I'm with the real hero. <laughs> <laughs> You'll also get a plus one dagger. For Osric? Uh, yeah. Four. Yeah. No, he doesn't want to dagger. That was what Brock was killed with. I don't think that... Maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the more reason to give it to Osric. You know how Brock was killed with a dagger? Well, here's a new well, dagger. Well, well. Uh, we heard you like daggers, Osric. <laughs> Finn, you get a pair of boots that allow you to cast Misty Step once per day. Does Misty Step let you teleport? Misty Step is an amazing bonus action spell yeah. that allows you to do a quick teleport. You don't zip there and zip back. You just zip... But you have to do it within uh, a limited range and within something you can see. So once per day, I get to be able to use Misty Step as a bonus action spell without expending a spell slot. Yeah. And the final item is a pair of shackles. <laughs> Lol. That's for you, man. That drain the life out of you, you Volmanet. While you connect them to someone, probably they're not on death rolls, you will share HP. So if someone says on 20, if you... Put your shackles on them, they'll then have the same HP as you, but if they're injured, you will lose HP and they will lose HP. Do we have to be shackled together? As in, like, cool. connected? Yeah. It can only bring HP up. But, for example, if you do it and say someone is incapacitated and then they are stabbed and then they go to death saves, that's a death save for both of you. Yeah, yeah, fine. So you're both on death saves, if that's the case. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, by the time the meeting happens, by the time you get the items, by the time Oldwin and his men get ready... You head out. It's starting to be late afternoon. You work your way through the gears. You stand out a fair bit because there's a group of you. And a Volmanet. Yeah. However, it's fairly busy. Everyone's doing this role perception. 18. Uh, 19. I got one, but not natural. So everyone who got more than 10, there is an air of that kind of calm before the storm. You notice many people in shops and windows sort of closing up their stores, people giving a glance to Aldwin or his men. There are nods, there are things going on. There seems to be more happening than perhaps you maybe got the impression. There seems to be definitely more people involved. And as you keep walking, more people join your group. You use the backways or alleyways and pipes and so on. And then you get to a giant dome prison. All right, guys, any last things we want to do before we, you know, commit high treason? And he gives you a big smiley face. No, I think, I think this is what we have to do. If we could um, get in there by as much trickery as possible to begin with, before we bring our weapons out, that would uh, help save some time. You know, it will probably go wrong, but might as well start it. Does everybody in the prison know that Brock is dead? No, probably not. I don't know, I assume it's kind of big news. I'm assuming it's probably got to most authority. I've not heard it on Barnard's radio yet. 
Fuck it, in for a penny. Would it help if I do this? He clicks his fingers, and then just like from the top down, he transforms into Brock. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so you used what? Is that disguised self? No, it's Alter that? self. Alter self, okay. So you're currently just a naked Brock with a T-shirt on. As it happens, he feels a bit of a breeze and looks under. He's like, instantly covers himself. He's like, I didn't realise I'd be naked. So right in front of everyone now is a Brock glam tinker wearing the Zvartvest (laughs) T-shirt. Well, it was small on volley, so now it's probably a normal size. I mean, it would be, it'd be ripped and a bit stretched out, maybe. <laughs> For the first time ever, it's roughly the right size, but it's ripped and worn. I mean, it kind of helps, but... Oi! Oi, Terry! Terry, come here. Give me, give me your coat and trousers. Go on, get naked, Terry. Go on. And Terry <laughs> just gives him all his clothes to you. Here you go. I'm assuming he looks furious. <laughs> Thank you. So, volley's going to take off the bald up blubber... Svartfest t-shirt, he's going to hand it to Terry and he's going to look him dead in the eyes and he's going to say, I'm going to be back for this. Yes, sir. As Volley turns away from him, Finn sidles up and goes, burn it. Roll persuasion, Finn. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so mean. Out of character, If he loses his t-shirt, what on earth will happen? (laughs) I hate you, Dave. What will happen if he loses a t-shirt? I don't even want to think about the rampage he'll go on. Volley will destroy the council himself. <laughs> okay, I don't do that. It'll be like that scene where Anakin Skywalker turns up to that room at the end. I feel mean now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm taking someone's toy away. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> don't 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 let Finn vent your frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Actually, that's a good point. Surely the prison would know that Brock was dead, given that uh, the, uh, Osric is in there for the murder of Brock. It's likely that some people will know, but not everyone will know. So this might work. Got I mean, yeah, honestly, Voddy, it's better that you're Brock than a Volmanet. <laughs> Thank you. I thought as much. How about this then? We were going to charge and create loads of distraction, but how about we wait... You guys try and go in. You two can be his guards. Mm-hmm. You try and go in and rescue your friend. We'll hide here, looking like we're just picketing. And then he'll pull out like different signs. <laughs> Free people, down with tier government. You know, just some nice picketing. Perfect. And if you can, find a way to give us a signal that either there's a way in for us to rescue all of our people as well, or that we should charge in. I've got a cantrip that can cause a harmless tremor to the ground, so we might as well just go with that. Okay. Alternatively, I can let off a thunderclap. So if you hear a really loud noise, run. Right, okay. Vibration coming quietly, big bang noise, charge in, cut everyone down. Yes. Perfect. Right. Good luck, guys. Hands in. Finn puts his hand in. Yeah. Volley looks confused and then just copies Finn. We are merry mousefolk men. We We are mighty. We are... Mary. You know what? Ugh. Don't worry about it. We got the beginning. It's That's okay. Fine. We have Let's... to go before this disguise yeah. wears off. Okay. Just remember, time's a bit strange inside the prison, so. <laughs> what? All right. Bye-bye. Go on. Off to picketing, guys. Go on. Look, look like you're picketing. Brock is going to walk down the long bridge to the prison, flanked by Finn and Melinda. And that is where we're going to end our episode.
<laughs> I realise that this cantrip as well means that I can alter the appearance of my eyes. If you remember, this is just a random thing that a thermoturgy can do. So I'm going to do that just to give myself a disguise. <laughs> oh, there's a gnome here with green eyes. You've clearly got dark brown eyes. <laughs> it's such a funny little extra thing. It's like one of the things you can do with this cantrip. Come on, convict, move along. Where's your stuff? Right, there it is. Who we got here, then? Osric Torian Springforge. That's close enough. All right, pass his stuff. Let's have a look what we got here. Maybe there's something good we can sell on. One, blacksmith's gloves. Lightly singed. But much used. One, leather apron. Worn, faded, probably worthless. Hey, I could do with a new one. <laughs> Casual clothes, shirt, belt, nothing of any import. Ooh, what's this? Are they flash goggles? They might be worth a copper or two. Yeah, you keep your grubby hands off those. Ooh, yeah, this is nice. One brass exoskeleton, custom made by the looks of it. Yes, this could be useful in the lost and found. Yes. I'll be coming after that when I'm done here. You ain't leaving prison, boy. Yeah, we'll see about that. Let's see what else we have here. Two-handed hammer, light blood staining. Yeah, <laughs> this could be useful. And what's the... One really heavy tower shield. Why? Why did you have that? It's huge. And it's so heavy. All the better to protect me with. It's not for you, anyway. <laughs> oh, it's going in the lost and found. Believe me, convict. Convict! Convict! What the? What is... Th one metal clockwork <laughs> bird, I guess? Convict! Convict! Um... I guess we could sell that, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I could use a break from that one, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's this? Oh, one really unremarkable dull wrench. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be lucky. If you say so, convict. Yeah, I don't buy it either. One pipe, one tobacco pouch. Nothing of interest there. Sentimental. <laughs> and one, uh, padlock, I guess. Kind of fitting since you're going to jail. But, um, kind of worthless, so that'll just go in the side, I think. Just as long as you keep it with the rest of my things. All right, move along, convict. Off to the washers with him. Get the hose out. Wait, what? No, no, no! Ah! 